Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where the sun is starting to set, even though there hasn't really been much sun today. <laughs> so it's uh, brightening up, actually, outside as the as the sun begins to set here on November 28th, 2021. And... It is the last three days of December, so here we are with the 28th, tomorrow's the 29th, Tuesday's the 30th. We have three days left in this month before we start December. If you had Thanksgiving, I hope you had a lovely time wherever you are celebrating, and we celebrated here where I live, which are, where it's not a holiday, you know, and, and so everybody has to work. It's a regular Thursday. It's just Thursday here, and it... Um, for us, it turned into a party at like 5, 30, 6 o'clock at night. So it wasn't really um, a place of, um, you know, where everyone was celebrating coming over at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's everybody's at work, and then they can start the celebration in the evening with me, um, which I host on a regular basis. So um, it's been actually really lovely. And 20 people came this year. Everyone from the property came, including me. 20 people so I had a big crowd and it was lots of fun and we had cats coming too there were cats here coming as part of the as part of the festivities and joining us and um and there was all the assorted goodies and food and turkey and all that good stuff so and the cats were definitely interested in that so anyway <laughs> cats and people um there you go so I had a holiday and I hope if you had a holiday it was lovely and we are now on our way to the rest of the uh, year-end holidays that occur, and as we approach this end of this month, I can't believe that we only have one month left in this year. And so here we are, and December 1st is Wednesday, and on Wednesday, December 1st, the planet Neptune goes direct. So this is the second outer planet to go direct. The first one was Pluto back in October, and Uranus will be the third one. It won't go direct till January. Now, Neptune has been retrograde since June 25th, and in that time, we, we often take uh, a step back and do some spiritual work or some creative work, or some philosophical work, or, you know, we, we take a step inward um, a lot of times during those months. And Neptune going direct is always a little bit interesting because it can be confusing, it can be a little um, puzzling, a little, we could feel a little out of sorts, we could feel very emotional. So if you are feeling emotional, this is normal. And it's, um, interesting as things leak forward and move forward because Neptune is something that's ambiguous, especially in its own sign of Pisces. It's something that is not necessarily contained very easily. And therefore we work with uh, these energies that are a bit nebulous and very much about like water. And so imagine trying to cup water in your hands and hold it. It doesn't work very well, does it? It goes through your fingers. It's out of your hands in a few minutes, a few seconds. And when you try to cup water, it doesn't um, work very well. So this is trying to contain Neptune and hold Neptune and understand Neptune is sometimes it's highly elusive. And as it moves direct, you know, sometimes things get a little bit... Um, confusing. Or like I said, you know, we feel deeply emotional in many respects, but we can also feel much more clarity because Neptune is going direct. It's always good when planets go direct from their retrograde motion. So this is one of those times when this aspect goes direct. It's in its own sign of Pisces. It's 
moving forward, you know, once we get a little few days after the, the 1st of December, and we actually start to get a maybe an idea of where we've been since June 25th. And that's the funny thing about Neptune. With Pluto or Saturn, it might be a lot more definite. Oh, now I see where I've been. Oh, yeah, it's really clear. Neptune, it's like, is that where I've been since June? Really? Wow. Hey, well, who knew? Wow, all of this is just coming forward for me now. Wow, what is that? And this is the way Neptune is. Sometimes Neptune slips in, changes direction, and the astrologer here doesn't even realize it. And then I go, what? Neptune's direct or Neptune's retrograde? I've had this happen. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, when did that happen? And this was before the podcast days because I always have to be prepared for the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, back in that time, it was, you know, I'd look at the ephemeris and, you know, maybe I wasn't necessarily uh, doing astrology every single day. I was involved in other projects and and then all of a sudden I look and I'm like, oh my God, Neptune's direct. And then I go, oh, no wonder my dreams have been intense. Or it got kind of puzzling and confusing for those three days. Or it was a, you know, it, it just, or my intuition came back very strongly or something like that. So pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to your emotions. Pay attention to the subtleties that are happening in your life. What might seem not a big deal, like, oh yeah, hey, how about that? That was probably a big deal. Neptune is not something you can easily grasp, but it is something that you can recognize when you get a little distance from it. So after you move through a few days of Neptune being direct, you know, maybe a week or so, once we're in December, you know, you might step aside and say, hey, you know what? Uh, now I see, like, the, the clouds are clearing because Neptune's very misty and cloudy and and very... Um, ambiguous in many ways and so we get this nebulous feeling and then it just sort of shifts out of that Neptune starts moving and then we get a little more clarity about where we've been and maybe what lessons we've learned now you might say Saturn is the planet of lessons but all of the planets teach us something Neptune's job is erosion and I always liken it to beach erosion you know you're walking on the beach you're walking on the sand you're watching the tide come in and then it smooths the sand over, right? You're looking at the sand and the the suddenly, you know, maybe you wrote your name in the sand and the tide came in and washed it away. And that's Neptune. It erodes. So if it's affecting a certain part of your astrological chart, it's affecting all of us, but maybe you have your sun in Pisces and it's really right on you or your ascendant and it erodes or like things like evaporate or they erode. And it may be like, poof, oh, wow, hey, that just went up in, in clouds. I don't know where it went. Like, how did this happen? And this nebulous, undefined energy has come in and sort of washed something away. Imagine that you're walking on the beach and your footprints disappear and watch your name disappears and whatever you put in the sand disappears and it's all smooth. And that's the way, you know, also water um, was, water can make canyons. And we, actually, I had this conversation a week ago today. As I was preparing for Thanksgiving and getting my garden all ready, um, you know, we just, we're finishing up the rainy season here. So, you know, it's appropriate that Neptune's going direct, right? There's not so much water, it's getting drier. <laughs> um, 
and we can see clearer. You know, the sky's the sky is very like orange and peach right now, even though it was gray all day. So, <laughs> um, so I was preparing the garden, and what did we decide to do? Pressure wash the path that I have going through my garden. Now, if you don't pressure wash your path, right? Okay, this is actually a really good example. Um, when you have a path that is constantly rained on in a humid climate for months during rainy season, it gets very slippery. And you want to clean it and make sure that the path is clean and it's not full of like this invisible moss. So like up north you have black ice. We have like black moss. <laughs> and yeah, it can be green and your your sidewalk is like, ooh, it's like grayish, greenish, black. And if you don't pressure wash it or if you don't at least try to scrub it like sometimes we scrub with a with a, a very uh, strong metal bristled brush and and you know chloro chlorine and that cleans it but that's a lot more effort the pressure washer you take the little thing you hook it up to your hose provided that you have a hose and you 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 know you wash with a tube that comes out of the pressure washer on your path now I had to get the hang of pressure washing, right? So I'm standing here, pressure and it's amazing. It's beautiful. My path is beautiful, and now that it's probably not going to rain for a few months, you know, it's going to look really amazing because, you know, it might rain here or there, a sprinkle, like we had a little sprinkle today. But when you pressure wash something, it erodes all the moss, all the black moss, all the stuff that gets very slippery during rainy season. And it's advisable to do this several times during rainy season, even if it is going to rain again. So yes, this is like Deb and gardening tips. You thought you were tuned into astrology, right? Okay. So what happens when you pressure wash is you have to run this pressure water coming out of the tube over the sidewalk or path that is full of this like slimy moss and um you know even if the sidewalk is dry it's going to clean it like and you start to see the real color of the sidewalk however uh, it takes like i said it, i had to learn how to do this you can't put the it, it depends on where you are you can't put the pressure washer on too hard because what I started to notice was that I had it on like I it wasn't my pressure washer it was our neighbors and I was fixing the the dial on it and you don't know necessarily how to fix the dial if you've never used one before and it was eroding the path so like if you're you're going in like a back and forth motion over a section all of a sudden you realize that that I'm looking at it, I'm going oh this is on too hard and my friend came over and said, oh, yeah, you got to lower this. And he knew how to lower it. He's my neighbor. And he knew how to lower it. And he was, like, fixing it. And he, like, got into it and pressure washed the whole thing. And it took time. You know, this takes time. But this is a really good, you're like, Deb, we're off topic. No, we're not. Because when you deal with water, intense, intense water, that is like, I mean, if you've been in storms and stuff, you know. But when water hits hard, to something like sidewalk concrete, it will erode it. And what was happening for me when I took the pressure washer was that it was making caverns in my sidewalk and in the stones that are in the sidewalk. We have these really pretty yellowish stones. We, 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 and it was like carving. I could have carved my name in it with water. And that's when I handed it over to my friend and he figured it out, you know, and he knew how to do that. I 
realized that, you know, you can't be close up right on it inches away because you're going to be able to carve your name in that stone. And you're like, wow, this is, this is stone cleaning, but it's not like, you don't want to erode the stones. And that's what water does. It erodes. Water can build canyons, can make a canyon, a cavern, a cave. And if the water comes through it, it hollows out the concrete or the, the rock or the stone that's there. And um, it's actually really fascinating to watch this happen because the erosion, it's like I was doing this in a back and forth and you can see where I started out and that's it, man. The stones are eroded, okay? This is what Neptune does. It erodes whatever is there. So if you have the moon in Pisces and Neptune's on your moon, it's eroding away the debris, the mossy stuff that's stuck on your moon. <laughs> it's eroding this unnecessary. Pluto comes in and smacks you across the face and, and you're like, <gasps> transformation. I feel like I've been pulled into the underworld. Yeah, not with Neptune. Neptune comes in and like the pressure washer, sh like shreds the fibers of the stone that you thought was unmovable. And it'll do it on any sidewalk, <laughs> any building, any brick, anything. This is what people do. There are people who do this for a living. They have stone cleaning businesses and they use water. They don't need to use like all sorts of chemicals. You just need water. And it's amazing what this does. So this is what Neptune does. It will, if you allow it to, it will really erode parts of you that you might not want eroded. Like I didn't want the pretty stones in my path to be eroded. Um, and you're like, ouch, this is, this is hard. What is this? Water, when it's directed and it's intense, can be terrifying. And if you have ever been surfing and you, or you've watched people surf, the water, they can balance themselves on a surfboard on that wave, and it's like magic. But then with the wave, the water hits, and it hits hard. Have you been hit hard by a wave? We've all been hit hard by a wave. Whether we've just gone into the ocean for a little bit or not, we get hit hard by the wave, not even intending to. It didn't look hard, but it was harder than we expected. And and then what happens? You're standing in the ocean and the water comes in and you, you're suddenly like, wait a minute, how did I get like 10 feet away from the shore? I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, that's what Neptune does. It's like you wind up going from point A to point Z and you are only going to point A to point B. And so, so sometimes you just stay walking on the beach because <laughs> you don't want to get wet or you don't want to get eroded or you don't want to feel the pressure be slapped by a wave. Um, Surfers are, surfers are definitely brave people. That's a dangerous sport. And combating water, the forces of nature and, and the water, the forces of water are a really, really intense thing. And there are people that feel when they have a Neptune transit, they are drowning. And what you need to do for those people is extend compassion and great empathy them and that is what's going to give them a boost in their life you give them empathy because you reach for, you reach your hand out to them because they feel like they're lost in a storm and they feel like they're lost in a boat in the middle of the ocean and there's no land in sight and 
This is why we say when you get, if you get involved with a Pisces and you are involved with a Piscean, like, you know, and I mean involved, like, like your, say your business partner's a Pisces or your romantic partner is a Pisces and Pisces are very romantic and very charming. And if you, you, you know, and it's easy, it's easy to get brought in by the tide. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's dreamy, <laughs> isn't he? Because he's a Pisces. <laughs> and when you get taken in by Neptune, Sometimes you're in the middle of the water in the boat and you don't know where you're going and there's no land in sight and you have no idea what's next and where to get to land. And imagine what that feels like. And that's what Neptune and Pisces often feel like, you know, um, engulfed. You can be engulfed. You can be lost. You, you know, I thought I was going... I thought this was going to be straightforward. No, my teacher used to say, when you get involved with a Pisces, you need to throw the book away. And I would put that with Pisces rising as well, because it's not so simple. It's not this, oh, he's dreamy and isn't he darling and he's a sweetheart and oh my God, um, it's so romantic. It's sometimes you don't know where you stand with them and you have to be really secure in yourself to deal with Neptune. Because if you're standing on the beach and your feet are planted on the earth, no matter what, you know, if the tide comes in and it only comes up to your knees, fine. If you're going to take on, with your surfboard, you're going to take on that surf, wow, you're brave. And so people who get involved with Pisces are brave. And Pisces rising. And right now, anybody who's a Pisces or has a planet, an important planet like the moon or the sun or, you know, the ascendant in Pisces is weathering a storm. And you have to reach your hand out to them. So if you have a friend who's befuddled or confused or muddled or just not clear, have compassion for them because they need it. And everybody needs it when Neptune is active in their chart in a very big way. But Right now, it's in the sign of Pisces, and those people really need this. And what maybe they tried to hold in their hand um, has been washed out of their hands by the tide. So each of us somewhere in our life feels like we've been washed out by the tide in, in some area. And maybe it's good and maybe it's not. Maybe we have to, oftentimes with Neptune, when it goes direct, we start to look at a different reality. And... And we start to see that there are multiple universes and multiple realities in our life and in our world. And the possibilities are endless. So don't let anyone tell you, someone who's got a lot of Saturn, tell you that this is just way too much, you know, nebulousness. It's this way or it's not. Mm, no, 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 no. It's when we deal with Neptune, we're dealing with the unknown. And this is why Neptune is one of the planets of faith, like Jupiter, but Jupiter is a little more definite. Neptune is, I have to put my faith when there's no reason to put faith. And that's what's so complicated about Neptune. So if there is an area of your life where you really need to have faith, then you need to just put your eggs in the basket and just don't worry about it and pray and meditate and ask for guidance from your guides because we have to ask the ethers and the spirits in the ether for guidance now. And that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like when we're dealing with Neptune. So if you feel lost, if you're in the boat, 
in the middle of the storm, if you're in the boat in, in plain water, you it could there'd be no storm and you're just sitting in the boat and you're not going anywhere and you're sitting in the water and you're trying to figure out where land is. That's Neptune. So allow it to happen. Put your faith in what you really believe in. Have a spiritual practice and connect with it. Now, the other big deal this week is there is that other eclipse. Remember the eclipse? We were going to talk about the eclipse. The eclipse is, in my region of the world, wee hours of Saturday morning, like 1 a.m. or something. If you live on the Pacific coast, you are experiencing, in the Pacific time zone, the eclipse at 11.43 p.m. Friday night. But everybody else, pretty much in the world, is getting it on Saturday. And if you're in Europe or something or, you know, Africa or, you know, Asia, you're getting it on Saturday. So I'm getting it on Saturday, but I'll be sleeping, hopefully. It is a highly energetic eclipse because it is in Sagittarius. It's also a very positive, optimistic eclipse because it is in Sagittarius. It's ruled by Jupiter. And so these last, these eclipses have been relatively uh, rather Jupiterian because the last one squared Jupiter and this one is really ruled by Jupiter. And, you know, everything's in Sag. And at some point, the moon on on Saturday, you know, in the evening, it's going to go void. The moon will go void um, just as it sextiles Jupiter, which is a very positive aspect. So as it's leaving Sagittarius, it'll sextile Jupiter, the ruler of Sagittarius, and that's fine. That's great. And it it won't go into Capricorn until Sunday. Um, but that's okay. We are that's like another, you know, middle of the night shift into um, Capricorn. But it's okay. You know, um, one of the things that's so important about the eclipse is that it is clearing out the old. It's a total solar eclipse. The sun and the moon are in Sagittarius. And it is really very much, again, about faith and about clearing out a lot of the past. It is a south node eclipse. Where do you need to clear out stuff? Where is one degree of Sagittarius or 12 degrees of Sagittarius? Because that's where the south node is and that's where the eclipse is, 12 degrees. Where do you need to clear out your past? Where is it? Like it, it could be in an old philosophy because that's very Jupiterian and very Sagittarius. And it could be in a house of, you know, old friends or old lovers or old jobs, where is it that you feel you need to do some house cleaning? And that's okay. It's a really good thing for you to do some house cleaning in that Sagittarius area of your house. And it will be easy to let go of this because it's you know, you're probably already aware of it. And along with that Neptune shifting direction, we are going to have an incredible wave of just cleansing, clearing, cleansing, okay? And just connect with what needs to be released. And I know I'm already feeling a release of certain emotions and feelings and stuff that's been around for years and, um, and an opening to something bigger and greater. And remember where, where the cleanse is happening is where the south node is and the north node is in Gemini. So where does that one degree of Gemini land in your chart? And just remember to be grateful. You know, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Be grateful for what you do have and that you have enough, you know, and focus that you have enough and not what you don't have 
and what you do have. A lot of times we get into the spiral, the vortex of the south node when the eclipse is close to the south node. And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to spiral into what we don't have and what lack is about. We don't want to go into lack. This is about abundance. It's a Jupiterian influence. So think of what you have so much of and what you can release. It's like cleaning out your closet. Like, you know, and that's a metaphor. You're, you're putting new clothes in, but you got to let go of the old clothes or there's no room for the new clothes, right? So if you don't clear out your closet and you get rid of the shoes that are falling apart and the pants with, you know, that have just been threadbare because you've worn them because you loved them so much. And it's like, okay, I've got it. I can't wear these anymore. <laughs> I can't wear these anymore. They have to go out. You know, you're going to, you're going to find that there's more space for the optimism and the new and the beautiful new things, right? So don't fall into a sense of lack. Fall into a sense of gratitude for what you have and connect with that gratitude so you don't feel like you don't have anything, right? You, you connect, you're full. I feel very full. I feel very satiated. So I'm able to release a lot of old emotions and things that, uh, you know, I, I are not necessary anymore. And when we are able to release the old stuff, like I said, the new things can come in. So if you're holding on to grudges, if you're holding on to grievances, and if you're holding on to grief, just allow it to be released. Allow it to go. Because if this is what you've got, you're not allowing. That's lack. Focusing on the grievances is lack. It's not. It's focusing on where things were tough or difficult and not on where things were full and satisfied. Satisfying. So that's the essence of this eclipse. We want to release all that's not necessary. We want to go towards the optimism. We want to go towards the light. Neptune's going direct. The, the eclipse is in Sagittarius. We want to go to the light. And what is light for us? So, and what is light for you? What is light for you? And what is truth for you? Because Neptune is asking you to tell the truth. And um, Jupiter, Sagittarius, is asking you to tell the truth and tell the truth about your life. So that's, that's what you're dealing with. Um, so what else is happening? Well, we've got some, actually some nice aspects. Tomorrow, the Mars in Scorpio will make a lovely trine to Neptune in Pisces. So it's supportive of this Neptune that is going direct. And so it is, Mars is the planet of action. It's the planet of uh, confidence. And so we can be confident with our emotions. We can feel better about our emotions. We can release anger and grudges and things because Mars might hold on to anger, but when it's trying Neptune, it, there's more goodwill and more faith. So, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of faith, a lot of trust, a lot of optimism, um, this week. And what else happens? Mercury, is also in trine. Mercury that is in Sagittarius is talking to Chiron very nicely in Aries. And so we're able to look at our wounds and intellectually evaluate them. And we are able to release them and offer healing to them. Again, it's a healing week. We are offering very, um, very near and dear healing energy to our lives. And we can freely release, release, release the old. 
And today, the Sun and Mercury are conjunct. Now, they'll be conjunct again, like in a few months. They, they often travel close together, and they get sometimes a couple times a year they're conjunct. So they're conjunct, Mercury and the Sun. If you have a Mercury Sun in your chart, then you are feeling perhaps more chatty, more intellectual, more communicative, more thoughtful. This is what the Sun and Mercury are about. They are giving us some highlights of, you know, illumination towards our own thoughts. Where, where do our thoughts take us? Where do your thoughts take you? Do they take you upstream? <laughs> are you trying to swim upstream with your thoughts? Or what are your thoughts? Are they telling you the truth? And, you know, my coach said the other day that when your thoughts are not expansive, they are a lie. Um, when they're not optimistic, when they're not expansive, when they are, when your thoughts are troubled and troubling you, they are a lie. So you have to look, seek for the truth. Now this is Mercury and the sun in Sagittarius. Again, another sign of the truth. So this week we are seeking truth. We are connecting with our own truth. We are connecting with what we may have believed before that is no longer true for us, which then makes it a lie, right? And we clear that out. Old beliefs, get cleared away. And that way new ones can come in. Um, we replace the old beliefs with positive, positive thoughts. And then we move into, um, you know, the week ahead. And we start to notice that Venus is slowing down. So Venus is already at 19 degrees. She's going to retrograde at 26. Now, she won't retrograde at 26 until the 19th of December, which is three weeks away. Now, you might say, wow, she's 19 now. That's only seven degrees away. She's moving at a, mm, a rate of three days per degree. But actually, that last week between like the 11th and the 19th, she's only going to move a degree. So we're, we're working on maybe a degree every two days for the next couple of weeks. This is Venus getting ready to turn. Okay, so if you start to notice your relationships might be a little different. Your relationships are um, shifting or you're thinking about reconnecting with someone or you're hearing from people or you're thinking about someone from your past or people from your past are turning up or you're thinking about your finances in a new light or you've got to clean up your finances or, you know, I've talked about this before. Finances, relationships, people, and money. <laughs> what else is there? People and money. Well, there's nature. And, you know, you. this is a good time to reconnect with nature because Venus does rule nature. She does rule Taurus. Taurus is, you know, even though she's in Capricorn, which is another earth sign, which also rules nature. Okay. So we're dealing with, you know, okay, this is a great time to go out in nature, but I always say that, don't I? Um, <laughs> so, you know, I like standing on the earth barefoot. I like I'm connecting with the earth. Um, if you feel ungrounded in this time ahead, it is beneficial to you to get grounded, plant your feet on the ground. If you can't go outside because it's snowy or freezing, you know, stand in your house, look at the sun from your window, um, work with the grounded energy, keep your feet planted on the floor, visualize roots coming out of your feet. You don't want to get like caught up in the headiness of a Venus retrograde and what do I do? What do I do? You want to stay grounded. And 
You want to find that core of trust and belief again and stay planted with your feet, very firmly grounded. This is Venus and Capricorn. This isn't, you know, Venus and Leo where we're going to go out and buy wild clothes on discount. We're, <laughs> we're looking at Venus and Capricorn who is attending to the practicalities of things. And so stay grounded, stay grounded during this time. And that's about it. Neptune, Neptune. Stay tuned to my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, so you can hear more about Neptune. I've taken a few days off from it because it's holiday and nobody's really, I mean, I'm not seeing much difference on Instagram these days anyway. And um, if you find that you need a session with me, I also do um, Reiki, which is a fifth dimension Reiki. It's not a typical Reiki. It can be done distance. Um, we can do it remotely. So I do a fifth dimension Reiki. If you're interested in that, drop me a line, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And I am doing that and astrology. And you can book all of those sessions online. And um, we're going to start a new chapter of my class in the coming weeks. If you're interested in joining my class, also email me or message me at Instagram. Um, my Facebook is also The Golden Astrologer. My um, Twitter is at Deb Astrology. And this podcast happens every week, The Golden Astrologer. So I thank you for listening. Gratitude at this grateful time of year. Much goodwill to you and stay grounded. Focus on your dreams. Um, don't let yourself be washed away. Have empathy and be optimistic and positive and release the past. That's a lot of work for the week. Okay, thank you for listening. Love to all. Have a beautiful week.